We now join the following program already in progress. The WWE has been doing something um, actually for the last, I want to say, four months now. Mm -hmm. They have something, and I'm not joking, called the Thunderdome. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me about the Thunderdome, because like, I, I, see, I see commercials for it during uh, Fox football games sometimes, and it's like, ooh, Thunderdome. I always tell myself I'm going to pop in and check it out, and I never do. So fans can submit basically uh, an application, quote-unquote, to uh, have their webcam be broadcast as a member of the audience in the in the Thunderdome. So basically it's a virtual audience. That's all it is. Oh, okay. So not all that dissimilar it, to, like, say, like, the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, yeah, kind of, but it's all live. <laughs> they, they mute everybody's mic, obviously, and they type in their own noise because uh, they don't want people going rogue because... Yeah. You know that will happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's basically all it is. It's just the ring is surrounded by these video screens, and there's, I would say, probably a few hundred. I wouldn't say it's more than that. Just random boxes, like Zoom boxes up all around on these screens. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so that, that could I'm hoping other sports don't adopt that. I hope we do get back. Even at a diminished capacity, half capacity, quarter capacity, I hope we get back to some normalcy of a crowd because fake fake uh, crowd noise I, that that shit that Fox did with the whole fake piping in the fake noise that was so unneeded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, <sighs> it's weird though because like I I I guess I don't know what the the right solution is because before they started messing around with the crowd noise it felt weirdly empty. Like, you know, when you can you can hear, you know, the ambience from the bench and it was there, there was just something um, unnatural about it. Um, I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying I, I'm I'm a huge fan of it because it does sound I mean, I our our favorite critique during Seahawks games in particular is they'll they'll try to put in like like a fake uh, Seahawks chant. And yeah. the volume level on it is is so cartoonishly low to where that that's almost a distraction. I think I would almost rather just have like the 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 uh, just kind of like low rumbling of just kind of crowd din over over them actually like trying to do chants because that's when it sounds especially fake. And me as a wrestling fan, like I'm conditioned for stuff like that due to the the last few years with one of the people they were trying to push woman reigns, you could tell they piped in cheers over the people obviously booing. The oh. whole time. <laughs> so so people like me who watch wrestling on a, on a regular basis uh, are conditioned for that. I can see how that could be very distracting to a, a casual viewer that hasn't yeah. uh, been around that. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a new world, and we're just stuck in it. Apparently, <laughs> you know it. So, do, so are are folks still not keen on uh, on Roman Reigns? He's gotten better. They actually turned him into a bad guy, which they should have probably done years ago. Um, his whole thing now is he's the quote head of the family, the Samoan dynasty, and he's teamed up with uh, Rikishi's boys, and that that's like the whole oh, thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's working for him, and they probably should have done that years ago. But it might be like a Cena factor too, where they needed to boo him and and not appreciate him to a certain point. And then with the whole leukemia thing too, I'm sure that got a lot of people back on his side too. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, well, you know that that's interesting though, to where you kind of bank up uh, some goodwill with with the um, with the illness, and then yeah, just uh, just have him turn heel. That's uh, that that's not mm-hmm. bad. That's not bad because um, I, I I would imagine. Uh, again, sometimes I talk about stuff like I know what I'm talking about, and then there's other times that it's abundantly clear that I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I think I, I would imagine that fans of the WWE universe like a good bad guy. They, they do. Um, they like a good bad guy. They really hate a bad bad guy, like a uh, like a Randy Orton, for example. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the only redeeming quality of Randy Orton is the uh, out of nowhere stuff. But other than that, he is not. There's nothing to him. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bummer there. So. But um, um, and speaking of wrestling, I don't know if you heard uh, a wrestler passed away last week, actually a week ago tonight. Um, that that was very popular. He was a a member of the Wyatt family. Uh, he had one of the long beard guys. Yeah, his name was Luke Harper in WWE. Yeah, I I yeah. saw um, a lot of folks, including yourself, uh, uh, posting about it. Um, like I I saw a clip. I think maybe you were the one that shared it. Maybe maybe it was Nick. Maybe it was somebody else. But it was like it mm-hmm. was uh, um, uh, Cody Rhodes breaking down, talking about him. Yeah, and, and then they brought his uh, eight year old son out, and his wife or his widow now, and uh, they did a tribute. Um, bring that bring that up. The Son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Chad Khan, his son Tony owns the new company that's out AEW, mm-hmm. and uh, he did something very classy. Um, you know the Tom Waits song uh, "Old 55." Yes, he actually purchased that song oh. completely uh, to be used for that tribute package that that they shared forever, so it stays up forever without having to worry about rights. Oh, see, that's cool. That's yeah, yeah that, that's really cool. I think uh, uh, Zack Snyder or President Trump could uh, learn a thing or two from from that. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think if I if I'm not mistaken, one like, you know, every song that uh, that the president would use for like either like videos or rallies yep. or whatever, that shit was always getting pulled and was always getting disputed. And and rightfully so, because like you can't just like use stuff without you know proper clearances and and quite frankly mm-hmm. paying the piper um yeah but but it was pretty funny though because like the uh they did a trailer for that for that uh Zack Snyder Snyder cut that they're that they're doing yep. for the for the for the max and they they use that that Leonard Cohen song um somebody ought to tell Zack Snyder that there's other Leonard Cohen songs also aside from Hallelujah he's used it like three different times in like five different movies <laughs> i mean i mean it's it's news to me too but that's what i've heard <laughs> i guess right. i should say i should rephrase to say allegedly there's other allegedly. songs there we go. but yeah that was our favorite word on the bus yeah <laughs> allegedly but yeah it was it was uh that trailer was up for like a couple months and then finally the the cohen estate caught up with them and uh and yanked it <laughs> So. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of trailers, I watched some trailers for some of the new stuff that's coming out. This uh, are we going to just call this the um, delayed fall season for TV? Sure. At this point? I think so. Very few things came back 
on time. And when they did, it was only for like maybe a couple weeks before the holiday. Yeah. So, yeah. See, and I think when we yeah. were we were originally kicking this around, I I think we were both anticipating that there was going to be like a a second surge, a a second wave, if you will. Uh, don't don't mind my Rona puns, but um, right. But yeah, no, it's like yeah. So like a handful of things popped up. Uh, kind of like early winter, late fall, and then mm-hmm. you know the holidays came, and it's like okay, well that's fine because that's you know that that's that's kind of to be expected, and but now it's like I I don't know what the landscape is because I think what's also happened is that you know there there was time where production resumed on a lot of mm-hmm. things, and I think that's where we kind of got that that spurt of you know some some stuff that was reworked some other stuff that was new um which you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of uh, uh piece together as we go a little bit also but right. um i i think with as restrictive as the lockdowns are in california i think there's been just as many uh production stoppages as there were over the summer so yeah I've lost. And from what I've seen on the uh, the Orville, the official Facebook group of the Orville, because they have uh, a couple of the people that actually work on the show that run that, mm-hmm. um, I guess that they are going to do another halt for production until I think it said the 18th of January. So anything that was in production before the holiday, they now have to wait again yeah. coming back from the holiday. It, exactly. Uh, like the Orville, actually. Uh, they were in the middle of shooting season three, then the holiday came up. And now with all the, the, the new restrictions again being placed in California, it's like, yeah, we can't do anything again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's to the point where I don't even know what, what the landscape is. I don't know what's in production. I don't know what the slate is. And you know, I, I, I've got what well, I pieced together a slate for the most part. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's some that's, there's some, that is very bare. Like, uh, what was it? Monday, CBS had nothing up outside of like two things that I could find. <laughs> <laughs> um, NBC is also pretty bare outside of like thir- uh, their Thursdays. ABC is doing like the summer games that's up during the winter. Um, I think like they're bringing back, I guess they're doing a celebrity wheel of fortune. They're uh, debuting sure. a, a game show called the chase, which uh, originated in the UK. Now they're bringing it over here. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Jeopardy champions as the uh, as the geniuses. Mm-hmm. And then there's another show that I've never even heard of <laughs> coming on there. What's that one called? Um, uh, the, the Hustler. And it looks like a like almost like a detective murder mystery type game show. I don't know how that's going to play on TV. Oh, though. that yeah, especially with a pandemic. That's a that's interesting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, like, you know, we, we were talking about previously, there's, uh, you know, a handful of things, um, you know, we, we can go over, uh, we can go over the slate. I, I think I do kind of want to dig into um, uh kind of kind of the thing you were talking about, like, you know, kind of the stuff that did come back briefly, how the the pandemic either was or was not um incorporated into uh storylines and then right. and then yeah i think just kind of cap it off with you know some stuff that we've been digging into kind of kind of keeping us sane during the during the covid quarantines 
Well, I will spoil a little bit because I know you'll probably be happy about this. Oh. Um, she got me into Goldberg's. Oh, very I good. Binged, I binged that. Um, very enjoyable. How how far did you get? <laughs> oh, I'm all the way. I'm caught up until the new, until it resumes here uh, next week. Oh, okay. Because like <laughs> my my scorching hottest take is, I mean, I mean, God bless. I I'm 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 glad you found it. I glad you you dug it. Um, like the first five seasons are pretty solid. The last few yeah. seasons, really not good. <laughs> it's, I, I, I found that, but I'm, it's one of those where, okay, I've spent this long binging it. I'm going to keep going with it and see it to the end. But, uh, the airplane episode was pretty fun. That one. That, I, I did like the not airplane. <laughs> yeah. That, that one was pretty fun. And I, I like those and they kind of remind me of some of the earlier, uh, season episodes uh but yeah i think it, it's it has that sitcom itis where it's just a little too long in the tooth to where it's like the characters are aging out to a point where the show doesn't know what to do with them um yeah so then it just kind of uh, pretends that they've not aged out, which is really strange. I mean, it's like you can't have it both ways, um, you know. And, and I will say, I, I I do like the aspect of them like showing the actual home movies at the end of each episode. Oh, uh, what oh they're yeah, talking about with everything. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and and I I especially appreciate it when they find the real people, and yep. <laughs> and not only like put them in the show but do like the interview spots as well i i think all of yeah. that is really really cool like um, i will say uh, my favorite episode by far is the dinner episode where they go out to eat uh which you know what I'm talking about. uh maybe not off the top of my head you might have to hum me a er- few more erica bars. is erica is seeing, seeing um i can't remember her boyfriend's name now jeff Jeff, yes. Jeff Schwartz. Um, and and they're going out for her birthday, and they go to this, uh, like, steak in something place. Oh, and, yeah. Like, Beverly's, like, complaining about everything. She takes, like, 20 minutes to order. Uh, Mur- Murray is just sitting there choking on everything. Like, everything's going as bad as it could be for them. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, Barry orders fish instead of steak and doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, I think. And and you might have to tell me based upon your binge, because like my relationship with the characters in the show is a little different. Having hung with it is that in these last few seasons or maybe it's my changing tastes or shifting interests is like these are really insufferable people. They, the, the Goldbergs are like genuinely awful people. I, I will say I resonate with Murray the most oh sure. the dad oh yeah I mean, um, I mean he's homer simpson basically right erica to me is the worst person on that show and for a lot of reasons oh, yeah. <laughs> the 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 oldest the uh, the daughter mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't i i just i want i wanted to like root for her but it's like you haven't given me a reason to <laughs> yeah Exactly. And, and, and I think, I think little Adam is just kind of, he's, he's just a spoiled brat. Yeah. (laughs) He is. It's like, he doesn't want his mom to step in, but then he does like two minutes later. It's like, which, which one do you want to do? See, and that's where it loses me. That, that's where it really loses me. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Whereas it felt like earlier in the show, it was, um, 
you know, he was almost like unaware of like mom's guiding hand and, you know, was right. resentful of it. But now, you know, he's he's savvy enough to weaponize that. And I, I don't think that's a good look for his character. Right. Especially given the buildup of the previous seasons where it's like he's trying to get away from that and become his own person. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just, you know, it's it's a it's a weapon he can deploy whenever he sees fit. So uh, staying in the ABC family real quick before we actually start recording. Have you seen anything about the upcoming season of The Rookie? I, I've seen a couple commercials, but I, I haven't seen like any like extended trailers or anything. It just it looks like uh, um, our, our boys got himself in some kind of trouble. And it seems like there's some changes a coming, but it, it seems to be kind of scant on details. Well, I just saw a uh, like extended look type thing actually uh, before I called. Um, this is one I definitely want to point out on the show. And I'll, sure. If you want me to spoil it, I will. It's up to you. If not, we can just talk about. It. I'll get your actual reaction. Oh no, go get to that yeah, point. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Take me there. <laughs> okay, they are going a different direction. They're, from what I could tell, they weren't doing anything pandemic related. Right. Um, they were going the other direction with the other major plot point from 2020 mm-hmm. uh the black lives matter uh racial tension oh, okay okay and i think it could be good but at the same time i think they could face some backlash from some of the scenes that i saw because there's a couple new characters for what it looks like coming in uh one is a white male okay and he seems like he's going to be one of the the over aggressive white male cops well, you know, now now that uh you've softened Bradford up, you know, it's it's almost yeah. time to bring in somebody that's like um oh, well, you know, you thought Bradford was abrasive, turns out he was cuddly this whole time. Well, now let's bring in somebody that's actually potentially a bad cop that that happens yeah. to be a white guy and you know, it's. I mean, there, there, there's part of my white fragility that says, like, oh, I don't know about all that, but I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's an irresponsible choice. So, I don't either, and that's where I'm landing on it uh, after reflecting on it because it, it's a, it needs to be told and it needs to be shown right. for the show to evolve and to kind of like say its piece about it. Mm-hmm. being a cop show set in L.A. Right. Where, of course, we know there's multitude of history of racial uh, injustice in, in LAPD. We, everybody knows that. It's not a secret. A- absolutely. <laughs> and it seems like if there was any show that had the opportunity to tell those kinds of stories, it would be The Rookie. Yeah. I, I mean, that's- I, I, I kind of hating the the title of the show now like i understand why it is but he's not a rookie anymore <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 we unpacked that you know like a a year or so ago it's like yeah what <laughs> what happens it's like you know do do you do you bring in his son or something like that or does it follow <laughs> like you know a, a new classmates or you know it's like yeah at at some point it's i mean if the if the show goes you know too many more seasons that uh that that name is going to get very uh 
um, outdated. I mean, it, right. at least back in the day when uh, spoilers, when when Marvel's Agents of Shield uh, kind of leaned into the Captain America Winter Soldier twist, and it turns out that all of Shield was uh, infiltrated by Hydra. That you know, there right. there was a yeah, lot there was a lot of buzz about like, oh my God, do, are they going to change the the name of the show? Well, no, mm-hmm. you just kind of re reimagine what the team is, and basically, Shield kind of became like an underground guerrilla insurgency type of type thing, except right. kind of, except kind of, sort of, not really. So, but yeah. I'm glad that shows over. So yeah, that 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 is one show I wanted to definitely touch on because I know we're both fans of it. Um, yeah, the the other shows I'm into, there's been a lot of pandemic rewrites into into things i'm sure nobody obviously nobody saw this coming so i'm sure nobody had this already written out they probably <laughs> had to scramble to rewrite every show pretty much yeah for a lot of these things so well or or not <laughs> or not because like that i i'm sure um there, there's probably an example or two where there isn't like i mean it's it's like i watch a lot of cbs and it seems to for for my observation seems to be about half and half where okay. you know, whether you know how much they're they're embracing the current uh times or avoiding it entirely and the abc and nbc from what i've seen uh the shows that i watch uh have embraced it 100 percent yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the way to go because like well it it's weird though. It's weird though because like on one hand you want it to because it's part of our everyday reality. But right. I wonder 10 years from now, you know, let let's say you're going back and and doing a uh this is us rewatch. And that's just right. like, why is everybody running around with underwear on their face? What's what's right. what the hell is this about? <laughs> this really seems to be derailing the uh, the overall narrative of this uh, of this show. It seems kind of weird, but by the same token, we kind of need our fiction to be reflective of the times that we're in or at least you know i mean obviously you're not going to do that like on like star trek or whatever you know something that's like space fiction but 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 anything that that's you know allegedly grounded real world yeah exactly yeah something that and it's it's funny you say this is us because they're they're going both directions, both the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter stuff. And it's interesting with that show specifically because they've already they've already set their expiration date. They said there's only going to be six seasons. Yeah, obviously that was long before COVID was ever even right. Thought of as a thing. Right. I wonder if that's going to extend the series because this was not a point. He had a story. This was not part of that plan, obviously. Like, exactly. I wonder if that's going to affect that or not. Yeah, and and so it makes you wonder if it alters the story. I mean, I mean, sir, it's certainly it's affected the story, but I wonder if like that um, makes them rethink the timetable. You yeah. know, maybe it's like, okay, well, th- this season's kind of a write-off. Well, let's get back to this this final season story that that I was going to tell the whole time. Right. That didn't involve uh, civil unrest and a global pandemic. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a couple other shows I'm going to want to touch on, some that we're going to bash, like uh, why the fuck are they wearing masks and dancing now? The Masked Dancer. 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, you... I've, fallen, I've fallen off the Matt Singer train, by the way. I think the novelties oh. ran out completely. <laughs> oh, see, ironically enough, I would say that now would be the time where it's totally appropriate and timely that people are wearing masks on the uh... behind the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Well, actually, one could argue that the mass singer was perhaps the harbinger of the of the Rona. Um, allegedly. You know what? <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's. I, I guess let's let's do a quick reset before uh, before we get too deep because uh, I realized that that uh, I got what like thirty. We're getting into content yeah, now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this. On talk, no shock. And now, from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Cybert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff, and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, fresh from his haircut and lollipop, Mike Seibert. Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio is powered by Poddex, and today we're going to be talking TV, finally, or... As as much as it is, um, uh, joining me on the Mike Cybert Radio hotline, uh, returning to Mike Cybert Radio after a too long of an absence, it is our resident TV guru, uh, Dave Sanders. Thanks for being here. Way too long, and I'm not wearing a mask. Is that okay? I mean, we're socially distanced enough by about 2,000 miles. I, I was we'll going to say. I just want to make sure. <laughs> 2,000 miles and two time zones. I think I think we are, uh, are we are safe from our corona and limes. We can enjoy that in our own um, localities. But, uh, but hey, let's start with that. You're, uh, you know, uh, uh, listeners would be familiar with you uh, kind of chatting with us from the Arizonas, but you're you're no longer in the Arizonas. No, I'm not. I'm not in the uh, the Arizona Corona Farm uh, that that was popping up down there. Um, it, it, that was one of the worst states for the outbreak uh, over the last year. Or so, I, I, in a way, I'm glad to be out. I do miss the heat. Um, I'm now in in the lovely city of Cincinnati, Ohio, the Queen City. I think they call it. I don't know what they call it out here. I don't care either. Oh, man. But, um, <laughs> I, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, things are happening out here for me personally. So I am. Uh, uh, I, that's all I'll say about that for now. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll touch on that at a later episode. Possibly, yeah. Things evolve. Well, terrific, terrific. That's a uh, uh, so so yeah. So the reason for the season, and I guess you know, I I do all this process stuff all the time, and I don't know if anybody has any interest in this, but we were we were going to do a show uh, a couple few weeks ago. And then um, it was uh, schedule conflicts. Plus, it was like, well, wait a sec. Uh, you know, let's let's kind of get more of a feel for what TV is actually going to do. Because as you know, we we've been talking about already in in our cold open. It's like you know, TV kind of came back and then kind of didn't. <laughs> so I I think. I think when we were uh, wanting to do the show, we were thinking that perhaps we would have more 
hard news to report like okay well here's you know here's what's going on this is this is what's happening and uh with these you know second third fourth waves of uh of rona and well no more more appropriately rona related lockdowns and uh, uh production shutdowns and and tom cruise yelling at people and and, <laughs> and all, right. all that well see maybe if tom cruise came back to la and started screaming screaming at these people instead of like the, the these poor londoners you know maybe uh maybe the the studios would be able to get their stuff back together and we'd be we'd be kind of seeing what's going on in the tv pipeline um so yeah so i just had this image of uh tom cruise with russell crowe behind him standing like Shawn michaels and diesel from back in the 90s <laughs> i understood that <laughs> reference <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Oh man, I mean, Tom Cruise is a tiny man. <laughs> he is. He is a very tiny man with a with a very loud voice. I I can imagine yeah. him standing on like an uh, like an Apple box with like a megaphone or something like that. Yeah, uh, yelling at people like through his uh, through his uh, Darth Vader mask. You know that 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 one he went to go see that tenant in. He's like, yeah, <laughs> sounded like Bane. But, um, so. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway. So yeah. I, I figure we'll you know kind of uh, talk about you know what what's going on with TV and more than that, kind of like some of the stuff that I suppose from a certain perspective we have to look forward to, but also kind of you know blow the dust off of some of the stuff that has been kind of keeping us sane because it, it's it's been very bizarre because I, I think now correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, I would think by this time on the calendar, we would have already done a fall TV preview. We probably would have done something, uh, maybe like winter finale recap type of thing. And then around this time probably would be doing like, you know, here's what upfronts look like. And maybe this is what midseason replacements are going to be. And we haven't done any of that because none of that is happening. But uh, well, a few things popped on temporarily, it seemed like at the end of November, beginning of December, then the holidays came in. It's like, oh, we're done for now. See you in January. <laughs> yeah, or, or later. Yes. And, and later that- for a few things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's let let's just get to it then, because you had uh you had mentioned previously that um that through your 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 crack research team at the uh yes. at at the Dave Sanders TV compound, uh you've uh you've cobbled together uh something that resembles a upcoming TV slate. So let's uh I guess without further ado, uh let, let's uh let's talk about that. Take us there. Yeah, let, let, let's start with that uh, question mark. Um, so, uh, Sunday, uh, I'm going to go day by day and then network by network. Uh, Sundays, day by I day. couldn't find a whole lot on. Like, the, the rookie is coming back, and I, I want to spend a, a lot of time on that one. So, I don't know if we want to do that now or wait till the end of this. I'll leave that up to you, Mike. Let's loop back around to it because we we got a little bit of rookie talk in in our cold open there. But yeah, we we, because I I think there was a couple things we wanted to go deeper on as well. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So let's go through the the Sunday slate and then loop back around. Uh, the the one thing that I noticed, at least as of now, this could always change because everything's evolving. Uh, the animation block on Fox, I couldn't find that on any of my research, so I don't know when that's going to be coming back. I assume it's going to, 
I can't imagine a Sunday night without Simpson, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, whatever, at some point. But uh, there's a, the last season of Last Man Standing is going to be uh, starting on a Sunday, I believe, actually the third, which will happen probably by the time this uh, this episode drops. Mm-hmm. And there's a new show that's going to be starting before that called Call Me Cat, which looks I'm sorry, horrible. Yeah, <laughs> that lo- that looks god awful. That's the the Mayim Bialik, uh, uh not yep. not blossom, not Big Bang Theory show. Yes, and um, basically she quits her waitress job from what I can gather to go to another waitress job, except in a cat cafe. Did <laughs> mm. I get that right from the preview? I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> it's going to bomb after one year. It's going to be like Dad and, and the the old people show that I actually kind of liked from a couple of years ago. Oh, you like super liked that. I did. It was it was cute. It was fun. I, I sure, liked all the sure. actors on it, but th- and it has one of those actors, I can't remember his name, uh, the short um, out there fellow, we'll call him. can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's in this Call Me Cat show, and that isn't even going to be a redeeming quality. Oof. I have no desire to watch this. <laughs> yeah, not even not even on my radar. Um, Batwoman is coming back now. Is this going to be with the new Batwoman? I I, I can't remember if yes. uh, the, the the horrible actress that was. Yeah, Batwoman yeah. So so ba- so basically, Ruby Rose decided that she uh, she can't be in a action adventure comic book superhero show and and pieced out after one season. And then so they brought in a uh, replacement actress that, from my understanding, is a completely different character. So um, so I, you know, I I I know from the Batwoman comics from like 10 years ago. So I I don't know anything current. I I'm actually kind of like off of comics. I just um, I I just I I don't have the time and kind of trying to watch my finances and pinching my pennies. Okay, well, right. no, I it's, it's, <laughs> I don't want to bullshit anybody. They'll they'll say like, pinching your pennies, huh? I I see what you bring in those boxes on your dumb show and tells on your live streams. Yeah, no, instead of instead of buying comic books, I'm buying Transformers. There, I said exactly. Yeah. There, it's out there. The show is about Transformers. Uh, Transformers adjacent, I think. <laughs> Uh, and then for some reason, Charm keeps getting renewed again. I, I saw the watch a minute of that reboot, and uh, apparently it's popular, though. Okay. I mean, good for them. Thanks yeah. for liking it. Yeah, God bless. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, socially Distance American Idol is going to be there, be a thing in March. I have no idea why any of these shows are going to be coming back in any factor over this next few months. There's no reason for it. Stop it. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't know about that till you mentioned it. I I wonder what the mechanics of that are going to be. So it's like, are is it we're just doing American Idol on Zoom because that sounds wretched. For, uh, I don't know. I know you got off the AGT train. I actually did last year too, but because of the the way things happened with the pandemic, it happened in the middle of audition. So I was curious on how they did uh, the rest of the auditions. Now they did auditions, no crowd. Their judges were spread way out, and they were still on the stage and everything. Um, I believe they had um, people sent in videos, though, for, like, the, the semifinals and the finals. I didn't watch those, but I remember seeing some clips where it looked like they were watching a screen mm. for whatever their performance was. I imagine it's going to be something like that. Or they could just take an idea from the WWE and have Thunderdome American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> 
you joke, but that would that would be okay. I mean, I I could I could live with that. But yeah, and it, and it's so weird because I wonder where um where American audiences' appetites are with regards to virtual programming because, like, I think there was a time early in the pandemic where. We had grown and we discussed this on on past shows where, you know, we had grown accustomed to, you know, uh, news anchors reporting from home and, you know, just kind of like the whole from home vibe and aesthetic being part of it. And I don't know um, about where you're at, but I don't think there's anybody in Seattle that's not back in studio like, you know, yeah, Yeah, everybody's back in studio for the most part, like a random once in a blue moon type interview with like uh, some reporter doing something at that home. But yeah, everybody for the most part is back in studio. Well, and that I think is, is kind of what a lot of like podcasters like myself are kind of like, you know, using the technology differently. So it's like, you know, yeah. audiences are kind of accustomed to seeing um, a Zoom style conferencing format. So yeah, it's like you know if uh, if uh, Brandy Cruz is going to talk to the the police chief, yeah, you just you just throw you just throw the raw Zoom up there, and and it it still rings as authentic. And I think the audience, you know, kind of has grown a taste for it. But with with regards to like you know doing. Um, I, I guess like literally virtual social distancing programs. I just I I I wonder when that tipping point is going to be where you know we we've just had enough. It's just like I would. Well, I think all... it's already here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's already here because uh, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But one of the very few shows that debuted in the quote fall question mark TV lineup um, <laughs> was a. I can't remember what they called it, but it was a completely socially distanced show on NBC. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it was mm. just a bunch of Zoom boxes. That's all it was. <laughs> I, I, I looked, I watched the trailer for it. I'm like, yeah, I just laughed. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no, this is this is not okay. What, was so that was was that like a like a like a celebrity watch party thing thing? Nope. Oh, okay, this that was, was an actual sitcom based off of Zoom. Oh no! You know, not for nothing. Yep. I I think um, I I missed my opportunity to buy stock in Zoom because it, oh it's, yeah because like you know I mean that I mean they they were just a goofy conferencing app that was used by like business professionals like you know I had heard of it but I had never used it and now it's become like the household name nomenclature you know it's it's the kleenex it's the band-aid of um uh, of conferencing apps like i you know who missed out on this who's that go to meeting oh yeah yeah they 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 were ahead of their time and unfortunately they couldn't keep up could you imagine if they came came about last year or the year before they could have easily taken over that market and we would have never heard the word zoom it would have been just go to meeting yeah Interesting. It it, do, it does confuse uh, so, some of us in the podcasting community, though, because uh, uh, Zoom is also a brand of uh, recording device hardware. Yes. So so yeah. So like my buddies from the Autopod Decepticast, they they have a Zoom recorder, 
and they also use Zoom to do uh, distant shows. So it's like, oh yeah, I hook up my Zoom to my Zoom. <laughs> and it's it's like you got a Mazda over there, buddy. Zoom, Zoom. Right, exactly. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> I digress. Uh, but yeah, Sunday, Sunday is pretty much that's pretty much it. There's another show that I couldn't find anything on apparently queen latifah is producing and starring in it. it's called the equalizer on cbs oh yes um do you know what you know about this okay so I, what is the equalizer <laughs> okay so the the equalizer i'm i'm actually stoked for this i i i'll i'll okay. give it a day in court so basically the the um this is kind of like a the third iteration of the equalizer it started off as a tv show uh, in the 80s and it was uh, it was starring uh, Edward Woodward you know had had the original kind of special set of skills very similar to like a Liam Neeson's type of type of character yeah. and so basically like he would use I mean he, he was he was an old man but he would use his his skills to kind of bring justice to folks that couldn't find justice through traditional means he's a vigilante basically um but but a righteous vigilante now um more recently in the 2000s that that was adapted loosely um into uh two movies starring denzel washington um and i remember those and so basically it's that kind of same kind of concept where you know he's kind of like a a hyper capable roving vigilante who just basically has who who wants to help people and beat some ass i i kind of like those movies but i kind of like you know uh elder action and you know just uh uh and i'm a sucker for denzel i've 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 been a fan i mean they're they're not great but they're they're oh let me put it this way they're good trash um okay. you know kind of like, like man on fire and stuff like that very much so i love man on fire that that's i a, do too that's it's a great so movie. slow and and it, once it builds up it's fine it's just that first like 45 minutes like, yeah okay, we get not, it denzel you, get to it <laughs> it's like we get it you're brooding you're really really sad all the time exactly. i get it <laughs> But then once it hits, it's like, oh, oh my okay. gosh, this is worth it. <laughs> I like, I mean, like one of my like all time favorite movie lines, and and again, I pick weird stuff as my favorites. But like, you know, he's got like the the drug pusher guy. He's got the got the bomb in him or whatever. He's like, you know, uh, last wish, last w- what? what? What'd you say? Uh, grant me last wish. He looks at his watch. And he's like, I wish you had more time. <laughs> Yes. And then does the stereotypical walking back as the explosion happens. He doesn't look back because he's a he's an action star, and it's and it's great. Yep. I, yeah, I unironically love that movie. So anyway, though, with um, so my limited understanding of this this new reboot of the Equalizer is now it's Queen Latifah in this type of role. I don't know if she's the same character with a different name or really what it is, but um, quite frankly, just based on name recognition and kind of the CBS reboot machine, uh, you know, because right. that that's all they manufacture down at CBS is all of these nostalgia reboots. You know, you got your your Hawaii Five-0, your SWAT, mm-hmm. your Magnum No Comma PI and um, MacGyver. I, I, yeah. 
spot on. And and I think that's I don't mind that model. I'm cool with that. Okay. So and you know, I I like Queen Latifah fine enough, I guess. Um but I, I'll give it a day in court for sure. Okay. Uh well that's pretty much Sunday. Like I said, we'll come back to the rookie here in a bit. But uh Monday nights, just as bare from what I could see. Uh, CW has All-American coming back with apparently uh, more of the uh, the events from 2020 playing more of a factor into this year's storylines. Um, couldn't find much on the new season of Black Lightning, but that is coming back as well. Is it, though? Uh, I, I, thought it, I thought it was canceled. From what I saw, all the research says, I, I couldn't find any like new season trailers, so that might be true. But oh. the articles that I've been seeing were within the last week. So I, I think... I think... I think it's a lame duck season. I, I think it. Gotcha. I, I think it's like okay. Well, they haven't put out the shows that they made, but it's like it, it's already kind of like not continuing. It, gotcha. Okay. Uh, over on ABC, uh, yet another Bachelor. Which, again, why? For many reasons, why <laughs> we don't need any more Bachelor Bachelorette shows, but especially now. You don't need people kissing on each other through no. masks. Oh, you yeah. don't need any of this kind of stuff during the pandemic. Why? <laughs> yeah, and I I wonder to what degree these uh, immersive reality shows, what kind of precautions they're taking or what kind of bubbles they, they are establishing. Like earlier this summer, uh, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, it was fall. Um, see, again... Uh, Time in 2020 is a flat circle because it's like something that yeah. feels like summer was really only like three months ago. But uh, but CBS cranked out a season of Big Brother, and so oh. and it, and it was you know a, a very closed fishbowl type thing. I think this was even before. Uh, the NBA kind of innovated their bubble, you know, the or or maybe parallel to where basically like they had a rotating crew that basically was sequestered for um, uh, a month at a time. So the show went on for three months. They um, they they rotated three different crews, and then basically the cast was obviously sequestered in within the Big Brother house, the titular Big Brother house. Um, there was right. no there was no live audience, um, and you know it, it was interesting. They they kind of did you know masks and social distancing as you know they they tried to make it as common as possible so it's like you know you would have you know uh uh Julie Chen on one side of the room and then you'd have the outgoing house guest on the other side of the room the person that had just left the big brother bubble was wearing a mask while they were doing their interviews and so i mean that that was really kind of like uh, for me, at least, maybe like my first taste of what a what you could do and still get a season going of this type of programming. Now, like Survivor, on the other hand, uh, completely off the books. You know, it's like uh, Fiji called and they're like, we don't want your grubby, gross ass of American right. <laughs> Rona ridden folks. The, get the heck out of here go away americans oh, <laughs> but so yeah well, so speaking of survivor uh i i just thought of this this just mm. popped into my head cbs technically invented the bubble as we're seeing it nowadays with survivor because they had to keep everybody yeah. under wraps for months as as everything filmed and everything played out on tv like they they would be the most equipped i think 
to handle a, a show like a Big Brother or Survivor as Quite long so. as the location is uh, is in agreement with them coming out. Quite so. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought about that, like because they invented the bubble as we know it. In my opinion, yeah. Well, and I think uh, coming off of the heels of Big Brother, obviously, I you know don't watch it, but I think they did a season of Love Island also, where basically the uh, the quote the titular Love Island was basically like the penthouse floor of a Vegas hotel, and it was right. the same thing. It was like full sequester. Um, so yeah. you're, so you're right. I think that's what um, I, I think that's you know what CBS in, innovated that. But yeah, I don't. I, I think now that like um, in a lot of ways, like restrictions have loosened as much as they've tightened. So in a sense, like with The Bachelor, I mean, I'm sure everybody is just sucking and fucking and just being all all gross and droplets right. everywhere, <laughs> droplets, droplets and fluids. And it's like to me, that's like a whole bunch of no thank you. I don't I don't want any of that. Um, for, yeah. Fortunately. Uh, the season of Big Brother was an all-star season. Um, so, oh, okay. well, and and that worked out logistically because everybody in the cast was already vetted. Um, and, you know, there, there was quarantines and constant testing and all that. But part of that is that, you know, all of the relationships were pretty platonic. It's it's not like there are people like, you know, hooking up showman styly. Um, it just right. it, it just wasn't that that. Uh, type of game this type of time around but um but but yeah i I agree with you i i don't think we need to be doing programming like the bachelor right now or ever but um well yeah i mean (laughs) i mean am i wrong (laughs) no no it's it's a it's just a to each their own type of thing maybe like a live and let live yeah we'll go with that um one that did come back pre-holiday, uh, and that will be coming back again, uh, I think, if not the fourth, of, uh, I think it's the Monday after, The Good Doctor. Um, now, this one did, obviously, because it's a medical show, lean into the pandemic pretty heavily. Um, and we'll get to a few other shows that did this, too, because they all kind of went about the same formula. Like, they all kind of went back in time kind of recap how we got to this point yeah whatever whatever show is starting it's like okay here we are now um good doctor did that they had a patient come in heavy chest couldn't uh dry cough etc the, the first sign of rona and then they realized what it was once stuff started coming out that seemed to be the the model that every show that incorporated the virus in uh went I don't know if you noticed that in your TV viewing over the, uh, over the last couple months. Yeah, kind of. Like you know, I, I have I have a I have a couple um, uh, instances of that as well. Like one that I, I I guess I have a rose and a thorn. Um, one oh. one show that I thought did it especially well on, on CBS was SWAT. In that, okay. like they, uh, and, and again, th- this this might branch off into like a whole different tangent that that's kind of going to derail us a bit. But um, there, there was a time like over the summer, like, I don't know, maybe June, July, where I didn't even know if cop shows were going to be a thing ever again. You know what, what with, uh, with, with civil unrest and black lives matter and, and then cops being pulled off the air, like PD being pulled off the air. Um, yeah, and actually, worried about that too. But uh, yeah, um, 
go ahead with that with SWAT because so, I, I could see that being one of the victims too. <laughs> yeah, and and instead, I think they uh, through um a manner of reworking existing episodes, kind of doing new wraparounds and in some cases just doing like entire new segments. It's like, I don't, I don't know what the editing and writing process was because like in some of the episodes you could very clearly tell this was a completely different episode, but because of the way that they shot new footage and kind of reworked things, they've, you know, incorporated uh, elements of the Black Lives Matter movement as well as the p- pandemic. And it kind of, it kind of started like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like people are looking at their phones and it's like, oh, my God. Uh, CDC uh, uh, coronavirus oh man and yeah. and next episode everybody's wearing masks so you know it's like and it, it, it makes it timely in a way that kind of feels organic and not entirely ham-fisted but um, mm-hmm. but two other two other examples I, I wanted to give so so um, you, you got yourself regular flavor NCIS who is operating in the uh, evergreen time of November of 2019? That that Ooh. that date card those comes. Times? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I I remember sunny summer days uh, in November in Virginia all the time. So it's like I mean it's very clearly summer there on the Universal lot where they're where they're filming. Right. It's like you are fooling nobody. And so <laughs> it, it was weird. Like in the the season premiere question mark they um right. they they kind of did a thing where it was like so it was a title card that said uh. March 2020 and ah. all it all it was though is that there's like um a sniper character and like one of the 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 beloved characters seems to have been felled by this uh by this mystery sniper you know nothing having to do with coronavirus or pandemic or anything like that and then it's smash cut to the next plate, November 2019. And that's where the show stayed for like the three episodes that it was on. Uh, so obviously no mention of the virus and kind of staying away from it as best as uh, as best as they can, which gotcha. I thought was which I thought was lame. But on the flip side of that coin, you have uh, NCIS New Orleans, which, you know, New Orleans being one of uh you know, kind of like a a hub there. You know, a, mm-hmm. a coast city, a port city. You know, uh, not unlike Seattle here. Yeah, it, well, exactly. Yes, yes. And so that's that's a place that that's going to get rocked pretty hard. And I think, for my taste at least, they lean too far the other direction, in that uh-huh. they kind of treated coronavirus like a zombie plague. Like, like there's, oh, no. there's that, there's like, I mean, so like there's, you know, since it's NCIS there, you know, they have a morgue and like, you know, there's like, you know, a whole arm of the plot where, you know, you've got, you know, uh, bodies stacked on top of bodies and like, you know, we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about getting like refrigerator trucks and, you know, and, and that, that's a very real thing. But just I was about to say that's not out of the realm of reality in this COVID world, uh, <laughs> as we've seen in New York and other places. Exactly, exactly. But it was just like you know, there's a, a mild spoilers, but there's like a a, um, a ambulance driver character 
that like okay. you know uh the the medical examiner is always getting on his ass it's like okay well you need to be wearing your mask and and spoilers by episodes end he ends up in a body bag in in the morgue as well and it's incredibly okay. heartbreaking but then i mean like there's the the thing that really the one that really just kind of like made me crane my neck was like there's at one point so like it's late at night and like they're coming down the street there's this old pickup truck and it's swerving around it's swerving around crashes into uh you know the the uh television back lot fire hydrant water is is spewing everywhere our hero goes to oh, help yeah. this 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 zombie plague version and he, it's just it's just all the coughs he's like ooh, right. ooh, ooh, ooh and it's like oh no he's got he's got the zombie rona virus it's it was <laughs> um it was a little too silly for for my taste um but i think that was just in the first episode now in the remaining episodes for for their brief cycle, um, it was just folks running around in masks. So I don't know how much reshooting they did because it wasn't like it, it's like I think all the characters had forgotten that that coronavirus was a zombie plague in the previous episode, <laughs> and then it just comes to like we're all just wearing masks casually, like. But it is funny though because it is like a drama. You've got like two characters that like, you know, go into, you know, a a conference room and it's very dramatic when when the character like pulls off their mask, not yeah. not not unlike David Caruso in his sunglasses, you know. It, it's just Oh, so they do a yeah for pulling off a mask. I'll, oh I'll, I'll actually watch that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, uh, I I watched some CSI Miami uh, New Year's Day too. Uh, I think it was like Ion Television was running a marathon on it. I'm yes. like I'm like screw it I'll <laughs> I watched like 5 or 6 hours that that show is great <laughs> delightfully is. delightfully terrible but yeah it's it's just I I don't know I I thought it I thought it was really interesting at least on the CBS side how like in some aspects they would acknowledge it other times they would ignore it entirely kind of due to chronology I guess um yeah, very much a mixed bag. I don't really know much else about the other programs because I there there's some stuff I just haven't watched. Well, the, uh, I can let you know a little bit on the NBC side, and we'll, we'll get to the like meat of these shows later on. But um, one thing I noticed with a couple shows on NBC, uh, the beginning of each of their first episodes, Superstore and This Is Us, both shows referenced Tom Hanks getting it like really early on in the show. Oh, really? I don't know if that was by design. Yeah, like oh. Tom Hanks got the role. Oh my God, Tom Hanks had that. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, Mateo, I don't know if you follow the Superstore, but wow. for those of you that do, uh, he's like, does Rita have it? And the character Shan just looked at him and shook his head and <laughs> shook her head like looking all distraught. <laughs> uh, like they, they they both represent that kind of like, I don't know why that stuck out to me so much as much as it did, but the fact that both shows and they're both on the same network reference that within yeah. about a week of each other too. Um, but with Superstore, they did the same type of thing you were talking about. Like they, they started out pre pandemic, everybody in the break room, they were talking about like the rumblings of it starting. And then everyone starts getting emails and alerts. Oh, well, here's, here's what this is. Everyone needs to do this now. And they would show the progression over the next few months of how they got to the full mass, uh, um, not allowing X amount of people in, et cetera. They even did an episode where 
Oh, we're not heroes. We're we're just retail workers. We're not really heroes. Oh. Type thing. And it, it, I think that was probably one of the better uh, shows that took this pandemic and made yeah. it a part of their show because of its real life. I mean, retail workers, they are the front, they're part of the front lines. I consider them. Absolutely. Along with doctors, nurses, I mean, if they weren't there in the stores, we wouldn't be able to get our supplies. So they are. And, we, and of course, thank you to everyone who works through this because without you, we wouldn't have anything. Mm. But that was one of the shows that I thought did a really good job with, the, with uh, blending in the pandemic into their storylines. Um, and with This Is Us, they kind of took both major, uh, I hate using this word by Kennedy, but other ones, storylines of 2020. Oh, sure. The uh, Black Lives Matter movement and the pandemic mm-hmm. and brought them both to the forefront of their uh, of their show and their scripts. And for a show that's going, that has already has an expiration date, they already said, hey, we're only doing X amount of shows, X amount of seasons, that's it. Mm-hmm. For them to be able to adapt to that, I, I commend them, but I also question, are they still going to stick to that model? Yeah, because it's wonder. I, I I'm wondering if there are stories that will now go untold. Go untold, and if they change trajectories of certain characters as well. Because for those that follow it, you guys know Kevin and Randall. They had a big fight at the end of the, the previous season before the pandemic all started. Um, but now they've kind of incorporated Randall, who is a black man raised by a white family. They kind of incorporated the Black Lives Matter movement and how he couldn't talk to his family about it because they wouldn't understand. Like, is that a storyline we would see if this hadn't have happened? Like, like that that's just one example I can think of. Sure. There's so many others. Like, I don't know what direction they want to go or if this, or if that was already in the cards later on, they just had to move it up. It's fascinating. The, the process that has gone into this, I think on, yeah. on the writing side of things. Yeah, because I again, like like we've discussed already, it with a lot of these shows, some of which that made those brief returns, it, it's like how much of this stuff was in the can. Um, it, one, one theory I have, and this doesn't exactly apply to say this is us, but it could be to like some of like the the CBS shows, um, mm-hmm. is. You know, there's probably a bank of completed episodes that they're sitting on that they don't want to rework on the on the hope that Rona will be a thing of the past. Um, Let let me give you an example. uh, Another CBS example, uh, Magnum No Comma P.I. They they refer to it, but refer to it as like whoa hey that was a crazy thing that happened right like like one uh-huh. one of the characters <laughs> owns a bar and he's melancholy about lowered attendance it's like oh man oh. there's only like and it not because of like um you know social distancing guidelines or things that very real things that restaurants have to do depending upon municipality but it's just like right. people aren't going there so he's like and so Aww. there there's extra still like drinking and eating in his bar but just not many of them like attendance is low and he's bummed about it and it's like oh yeah you know the that uh that that virus really kind of affected things here on the island 
well, off to our adventure now. I mean, it, it's right. it's crazy, and and it it drives Lucky nuts. But like every time that comes up, I was like, oh yeah, you remember that coronavirus? Man, that would that sure was a crazy thing that happened for those couple months. Right. Wink, wink. Ha ha. And so yeah, I wonder, and I wonder now that we're talking on it, is if that's why we haven't seen more programming. Maybe the stuff, maybe the spurt that we got early winter was the stuff that they did when shows went back into production. They're like, well, let's do some stuff that's timely, and then let's, yeah. let's um, or in the case of like SWAT and maybe maybe some of the, the NCIS stuff, it's like, well, let's see what we can repurpose on the quick. Um, right. But yeah, it's, or or in the case of Magnum, uh, no comma PI, they, uh, again, they, they, I think they had like, two or three episodes but yeah they they cranked them out as if they were an, oh another one uh blues bloods uh blue bloods oh, yeah, had, 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 has like zero reference zero oh, so i really and and i don't believe there's even there they even bothered to put date cards up i think they were kind of presenting it as evergreen content so it was just we're, kind we're, of like, we're we're just gonna plow on through with what we already wanted to do no changes deal with it yeah so <laughs> i i would wonder if perhaps post uh you know that this current hiatus maybe that stuff is going to be reworked uh because you know like like we were discussing earlier with swat and coming up with mm-hmm. uh with the rookie that we're going to unpack it's like a cop show in new york yeah i i think i think you would it would be irresponsible to not do stories about the pandemic and the current climate of uh, uh, civil unrest. Exactly. Whoa, those were some seriously hot takes. How do you feel about it? Let Mike know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mike Cyber Radio. So. And uh, in the off on Monday, uh, the 911s are back, 911 Classic and 911 uh, Lone Star with Rob Lowe. Um, I've watched trailers for both of these. They they already are uh, incorporating the pandemic, obviously, because of the nature of the shows. Uh, have you checked any of these out? I know we talked about them in the past, but you couldn't get past the camp factor. <laughs> yeah, you keep hard selling me on it, and I just I I haven't found it in the schedule to honestly. I for, <clears throat> excuse me. I've I I keep forgetting about it. I I think I want to give it a day in court just to say that I did. Um, and in fact, I'm wondering, you know, I, I mentioned that criticism of NCIS New Orleans earlier. I would think that a show like 911 would be the the kind of heightened uh, camp factor that would treat coronavirus like like a zombie plague. Well, their first episode is going to have a damn break and they're wearing masks. So, <laughs> oh that, no, that you oh <laughs> that damn broke. Oh no. <laughs> 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 that Last damn season was... it was an earthquake where a building toppled over. This season it's a dam break. <laughs> oh, the, so... oh, the dam broke. That was the only thing holding back coronavirus. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> get your corona lives. I, I'm overrun. Oh, no. Uh, 911. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to be checking those out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hooked on the 911s. Uh, 
I don't think they can get too campy for me, but sure. they, they seem to be pushing it with this one. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll move on to Tuesday. Um, okay. There's a couple on here that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there was one that I tried to hard sell you on last uh, fall. I don't know if you ever picked it up, mm. but I hope that you did or tried to. Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Ah, you know, I I um, I watched the first two episodes and liked it fine. I, I liked it enough, but I, uh, this sounds dumb, but I neglected to set my DVR and never taped Aww. it and never went back to it. And Well, they are all on Hulu if you have that still. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I I and and I do see it sometimes. I'll see it, I'll see the tile I'm like, "Oh yeah, I might want to go back to that." It was fine like I, and I think like as you teased when we talked about it, shoot, probably over a year ago now. It's been over a year now, yep. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, the, I think it was a mid-season replacement and we talked about it last December. It yep. is, but December yeah. 2019. <laughs> but I, I will I will give credit in that this was I think the thing that you you tried to use as the death blow to hard sell. Um yeah, the the Peter Gallagher stuff plays. It, it, oh, it does. It plays fucking hard. And yeah, so I mean like when he sang True Colors that first episode, yeah. I, I, I lost it. I, I yeah. managed to admit that. I was like, oh, Okay. It's like okay, I I I get I get what we're doing, and then I forget yeah. I forget what happens in the second episode. But I was just like, oh, so it's more of this and less of that. Uh, okay. It kind of goes back and forth a bit. There there is a lot more that that happens, especially with Peter Gallagher's character in there as, as the show progresses. Um, you, you do become attached to these characters kind of quick. I noticed um, season two starts actually this coming Tuesday, the fifth, uh, as we're recording now. Um, but that's going to be, it's going to be going Zoe's playlist into this is us now on Tuesday. So oh. uh, lots of cleanups on Tuesdays. <laughs> nice. Um, Fox is coming back with uh, the resident and prodigal son. I still cannot get into the resident. I have tried it. It's uh, the camera angles to me, like they want to be, their own thing, but they don't work. I don't know if you watch. Yeah, uh, any of the resident. Lucky likes it. She, uh, she's tried to get me to watch it with her a couple times, and I can't get into it um, because I, I think I, uh, I, I'm, I'm. It's, a, like it's trying to be twenty four hospital. Exactly. There's, there's a <laughs> level of intensity that that I'm not super into. Now, keep in mind, longtime listeners know that I'm. I'm super not into doctor shows already. So right. um so so that's kind of a strike and then yeah where where you've got uh poor uh Bruce Greenwood yelling at people and talking about cutting yep. all the time. It's like can't you just say surgery? Do you have to say cutting? <laughs> Right. Who said who 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 said you could cut him? And I'm just like, whoa, that's that, that's an intense level of language. I don't think I need from from a a Fox primetime uh, drama. Thank you. Now I, I might check out the first post pandemic era residents. I don't think this one's come back until now, just to see how hardcore they go with it. Yeah, <laughs> just out of just out of that factor. And I know that's not the good reason to get into it, but. This show's already, like I said, 24 hospital, basically. Yeah. Well, it's if Jack Bauer was a doctor, this is the resident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think there there is room for not specifically gallows humor. That's not the right way of doing it, but but kind of like 
you know, there, there's, there is content that you can do that's also a reaction to the pandemic. That's yeah. That that's not a a old guy in a in a truck succumbing to the Rona as he runs into a fire hydrant. Right. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. Anyway. Uh, but but Prodigal Son, I, I am hooked on that. I don't know if you've watched any of this. I jumped um, off. I I, I gave Michael Sheen. I gave it a half dozen episodes and I jumped off. I cannot stand Michael Sheen. He is just too much for Aww. me. It's too much, dude. Discount Hannibal is discount. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll we'll come back to Hannibal later. It's funny you bring that up. Oh, yeah. I I saw like a weird tease on my CBS All Access out of nowhere. Uh, But but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come back to that. (laughs) Let's keep it going. (laughs) Uh, ABC ABC has uh, To Tell the Truth come back. Now, I noticed that they have a lot of game shows coming uh, to ABC for the winter. Uh, To Tell the Truth is one. They're bringing back um, a show called The Chase on Thursdays. I'll skip ahead a little bit for this. Yeah, uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune looks fun. Yeah, Captain Jack uh, coming out at nighttime. I, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's um, and then uh, a show called The Hustler, which it looks like a murder mystery on TV. I don't know how that's going to play, especially in this era. Yeah, yeah, I, I I got nothing for you. I can't help you. That yeah, yeah, weird. Well, you know, um, I mean, it, it, it yep, seems yep. it seems like kind of like a weird pre-COVID developing thing because I I don't know if it's still as big, but but true crime is definitely a dominating genre across all kinds of content, whether whether it oh, be it binging shows and and you know and podcasts and I mean, so mm-hmm. it, it's definitely. Um, uh, something prevailing the the pop culture. So, I mean, I guess it was inevitable that uh, um, that we're doing content like that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I would almost rather they just do Clue, <laughs> just you know, yes. as, as like a game show. I mean, I I think I think that would be I think that'd be fine. If only Tim Curry could host it. That that's the only way I will want Clue as a uh, yeah. as a game show. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the issues are back, black and uh, mixed at nine and nine thirty, and then uh, this is one that I wanted to watch. I still haven't yet. I may binge it. Uh, Big Sky on ABC. What's that? Oh, I, I I I don't know what it is, but I remember seeing commercials for it. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I think I'm wrong. Um, I thought that like in during the summertime there was a certain amount of shows that were repurposed either from other broadcasters or streaming platforms. Like, like for example, um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but CBS was running season one of Star Trek Discovery um, in primetime. Oh, wow. um, so so they, they repurposed that and, uh, and put that up there. But, like, there was, like, a... Oh gosh, there was like a Fox show that was like LA LA's finest. Yeah, yeah. I'm from, glad you uh, from Rotten Tomatoes or or I forgot which one it was. I forgot which streaming service it was, but yeah, they pulled it from there and put it on Fox. Yeah, um, actually, uh, CW is going to be doing that on Tuesdays with a show called uh, Trickster. I think that's a, a Canadian show that they're bringing to the U.S. Terrific. Um, I thought I thought that Big Sky was one of those, but I may be mistaken. I think this one is organic from ABC because I remember there was a lot of trailers in the summer leading up to it. I don't know if it. I, I want to say it started, but then with the holiday, it fall, fell off. 
But uh, it looked interesting enough. That I thought it had to do with aliens at first, but it doesn't. It's basically just an abduction-type scenario with a little bit of Twin Peaks in and a little bit of some yeah. other supernaturally kind of feel to it. But it, it, it looked interesting enough. I may still try it, but uh, it's going to be coming back for the rest of the uh, the TV schedule, it looks like. Nice. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, man, any, CW, co- any content is good. <laughs> I mean, anything yeah, to keep the now. meters moving. Now, uh, we're going we're gonna to stay on CW land here on Tuesdays because I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, starting in February, I, I, I saw Superman and Lois. Yeah. Is this a reboot of the 90s with... Uh, uh, Dean Cain. No, not specifically. It's it's spun okay. out of it's spun out of Supergirl. So um, oh, okay, yeah. a, a number of seasons ago, uh, Superman showed up on the Supergirl show, uh, played by uh, Tyler Hecklin, uh, formerly of uh, Team Wolf fame. Um, is kind of like the 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 most her sweet Superman I think we've had in a in a while. Um, he's okay. fine. I mean, he he's got the look. I think uh, I liked some of what they did with the costume because it's like kind of kind of like somewhere in between, like the the god awful overly designed uh, Zack Snyder Man of Steel uh, uh, Superman outfit, but right. it, it it well. I, I, it was right there in front of me and I couldn't grab it. It it has very much the CW aesthetic, so it's like okay. it, it's. It's, you know, detailed enough and it's different enough to where it's not the Richard Donner, uh, Christopher Reeve outfit, nor is it the Zack Snyder outfit. So it's kind okay. of its its own thing and it's kind of fine. Um, I don't know anything about uh, their version of Lois Lane um, because, I mean, I, I jumped off Supergirl a, a few seasons ago. Um, so I think at the point I was still watching, I don't think they had even introduced Lois yet. Um, so I, but Supergirls is in its final season. So I, I I think, I think that's a way one to, I mean, like, I mean the, the CW, uh, DC comics, uh, Berlanti verse, uh, that this, uh, this machine that they've got going where it's like spinoffs beget spinoffs beget spinoffs. I, I think I think that's what this is. I think it's just you know you you give you give this version of the character a home and it's something that can occupy Supergirl's spot on the schedule when that show takes a bow. So well, uh, looking at the CW schedule, and I meant to bring this up. It looks like outside of that Super uh, Superman and, uh, and Lois, and then uh, Batwoman and the Flash, yeah, and Black Lightning. I'm not seeing as many superhero shows on the CW as there once was. It seems like they're starting to slowly back away from that genre. And uh, they're still in the dark and brooding. And I'm going to get to one later that I'm not sure you know about yet because I just found out about it and it actually angers me that they remade it. Yeah, my my Thursday, <laughs> my my radar is a little out of tune. Um, uh, I mean, it's like there's there's some stuff that's on my radar, and then other stuff that isn't. Because like you know, even going into the show, I uh, I I wasn't even sure what was coming back. It's like what's the difference between a hiatus and a cancellation? So like for example, right. like like New Amsterdam on NBC. It's like I haven't seen anything about a return date. I don't know if that show's even coming back or or what. 
You know, so it's like right, I th- and even even staples that they bought from other networks like Brooklyn Nine Nine still doesn't have a return date. There's quite there's actually quite a hefty list of shows that still don't have return dates yet. Yeah. Um, a lot of them actually from NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be fair, um, to be fair, Wednesdays will probably we'll, we'll probably glance through because it's Chicago Night and NBC again now. That's another night that's going to be interesting to see how they do with pandemic. Yeah, I don't remember if they came any of those shows came back pre-holiday or not. I can't recall, but those shows I'm sure are going to give it the gravitas that it deserves. Uh, the pandemic, because there's and with PD with the. Uh, uh, social injustice. Yeah, well, I, was, I I can't tell if you're saying that with a with with a wink and an elbow jab because uh, I I don't watch any of the the Chicago Rock Block, but it's my understanding that subtlety is is not that show's best strength. Yeah, and I, I was a little bit, but I'm hoping this kind of grounds them a little bit. Yeah, with, with uh, the goings on, especially uh, with some of those. Storylines, the few, the few and far between that I have seen of them. Sure. Um, I, do we want to talk about the the mask dancer? Because I don't want to. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's it's a thing. That's a thing. Too much Ken Jong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So moving on. What was that? What was that thing in the summer? Uh, I can see your voice or something. I didn't even what. What, what was that lip syncing? What was that? Yeah, I I don't <sighs> remember what it was, but I I know I didn't watch it. Right. Uh, ABC has the Goldbergs coming back, which I just recently got into, as we talked about in our uh, in our pre-show. Yeah, yeah. Um, American Housewife coming back, The Connors, and a new show called Call Your Mother that has uh, Kira Sedgwick in it. It'll probably last about as long as all that all the other shows that go in that slot. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It doesn't look good at all. It's paid by numbers. Uh, kids leave the house. It's basically empty nest for 2021. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> so let's move on to Thursday, and I'm going to start with the one that pisses me off more than anything in the world. Okay. Did you know, Mike, that they rebooted Walker? I, yes, that Walker. Yeah, I, I, I've heard rumors that it's like you got one of them supernatural kids, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Pilecki boy or the other one. Um, I think it's the other one, but uh, yeah, and it's um, it even has the, the Texas Ranger badge on it. it. There's one Walker Texas Ranger, you <laughs> asshole in Hollywood, and his name is Chuck Norris. <laughs> Dave's a little salty about this one. Tell me more. It, it, oh, it's CW, so what do you expect? Dark and brooding Walker. Yeah. Yay. Chasing ghosts. Yay. Ah, Wait a second. Walker oh, doesn't <laughs> Walker doesn't fight he, ghosts. He sees his his dead girlfriend or wife or whatever she was to him and no. that pisses him off and he punches people and yeah. Oh, it gives it him rage power. Oh god. I might have to watch <laughs> this. I'm gonna watch one episode just to give it its fair shake, like I do everything else. But I have no expectations. So, so basically, the, it, it they're just doing a label swap with you know, like a um, it, it's half a supernatural, but pretty but, much, but yeah. with uh, with the Walker name. I got it. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, Hill's Kitchen returns on Fox. Uh, that's another show I'm surprised they're doing in this pandemic yeah. world because uh, kitchens are. The, the most spacious places for people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Especially at the beginning of these competitions where there's 20, 20 contestants, 10 on each kitchen. They just kind of tight in there. 
Uh, and everybody's handling all that raw meat. No, thank yeah. you. I mean, Especially I, with how they cook the scallops. They're raw. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. I don't watch any of that stuff, but I understood that reference. But I mean, I I guess what I would like to see now. I'm just going to pitch a show that doesn't exist. But I I want to I want to see uh, kind of like a a reboot of uh, Diners, Drive-ins, and and Dives with Guy Fieri, but it's just him like helping out local uh, struggling restaurants. Um, because that that dude is like given millions to like yeah. like you know local mom and pa shops and really kind of trying to and he's been like super quiet about it too which I which I totally respect kind of kind of turned hey. me around on him I I thought he was just kind of like the flame shirt wearing douchebag but I was like <laughs> oh oh man this is like oh is is Guy Fieri good people oh my god I I wasn't right. prepared for for uh, of all of the things that 2020 gave me. A surprises at a time where I got a new ACDC album and the return of Boba Fett. I also found out right. that Guy Fieri is good people. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, we'll go through the rest of Thursday here because Friday and Saturday don't have much. Um, NBC has a uh, Superstore coming back, uh, I believe, in two weeks from the time that this is recorded. And uh, Ted Danson is a new show. Have you seen anything about this? Yeah, it's what, like, Call me the Mr. Mayor, mayor. Or Mr. Mayor. I almost said yeah. like Mayor Ted or some shit like that, but yeah. <laughs> um, he's the mayor of uh, L.A. apparently, and uh, I, I'm I'm not sure on this because parts of it made me chuckle, but parts yeah. of it's like why. <laughs> well, I forget where where do you stand on the Bobby Moynihan aisle? Are are you pro or anti? <sighs> Because because I because I, I think I think that's kind of a a a crutch point or, or a a hinge of uh, yeah. where and, folks would be either in or out. I think that's where my indecisiveness comes in on this is because yeah, there was Ted Danson there who's the star, but there was a lot of Bobby Moynihan on there. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> no, I do not care for this amount of Bobby Moynihan. Yes. Uh, I, I understand. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, uh, Law and Order SVU comes back for, uh, what, the, like, 194th season or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, Lemonade, read the sign. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I see. Then, I see. Uh, I see those Car Shield commercials with iced tea, and my heart breaks. Yes, I'm like, no. I'm like, this dude was in uh, NWA. Come on, I know. Come on. Uh, but the the one that we kind of teased a little bit earlier, um, I didn't find much on it, but obviously it has to do with Hannibal uh, Clarice. Is that the one that you saw on uh, on your CBS? Well, and it, it, it's it, it's it's like three seconds of like uh, somebody calling off screen, um, and she's got like an FBI jack. You don't even see her face, yeah. so I don't know if they've even exactly. casted yet. But it's just like, what what do you think? Dot 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 for emphasis, Clarice, and that's it. Right. I mean, it, it's it's like it's not even like a five second sting. It's it's so weird, and there's no title uh, card or anything. It's it's just the the uh, just the name it's like all right whatever <laughs> right uh, like it, we have nothing to go off of so it could be good it could be bad i mean anything having to do with hannibal it's been very hit or miss over the years i yeah. do know that um there is not really anything consistent with that with that uh franchise either tv yeah. or movies agreed so and i think i it's, don't know and you know if if you do say I don't know different stories, but if you're going back to those same books, those same movies, save it. I don't want it. 
right. I don't want it because really I I have three seasons of Hannibal and exactly. that is uh, very quietly one of the greatest television shows ever. Um, to where to where uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen owns the role so much he makes Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins look like a fucking cartoon. Um, that that's how yeah. well he he owns that role. Uh, uh, a tremendous series. Um, so yeah, anybody that's like into that kind of stuff and 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 really where where it's so successful is that it's not doing an impersonation. You know, it's like it, okay. it, it, it's a new it's adaptation. Yeah, it's a new adaptation mm-hmm. of those old stories. But that being said, I don't need yet another adaptation of like, say, like the Red Dragon story. I mean, it's like I've got I've got Manhunter. I've got uh, I've got that awful Brett Ratner uh, Red Dragon movie with I, I just right. I, I just I don't need it. And and plus you got it in a in a season of Hannibal as well. So it's like I've got like three versions of that story already. Don't need it again. It's like the Spider-Man's, we get it. Uncle Ben was shot. We get yes, it. yes. Move on from that. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Bruce's parents were killed in the alley. We get it. Move on. <laughs> Don't need to retell it again. Yes, why, we know. <laughs> why, why would you say that name? Come on. Why you say that name? All right, let's move to a Friday because there's only one thing that, of note. and I don't even know if it's of note anymore because why the fuck is this show still on the goddamn air? The Blacklist returns. Oh, <laughs> oh, buddy. Why? <laughs> so, so is Red his own son and his own grandfather at the same time now? Like, what? like, like what's going on with him? Now? Well, he's he's Mark Hamill from the Uber Eats commercial. He's like, oh, I am my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I really, I really want James Spader to do one of those shows, uh, one of those commercials now, and say that because that's how ridiculous the Blacklist. Oh, that would be wicked. <laughs> That would make me want to participate uh, I, I, in Uber Eats. Did you, did you ever did you ever jump off this bandwagon, or are you still uh, hate watching? Oh no, I jumped. I, I jumped yeah. when I moved. I am just like because I I don't I don't even I think it was a season finale, but it was like um yeah it was either like a mid season break or a straight up season finale. But I'm just like it's like oh the blacklist will be back in November, and I'm like good for you because I won't. <laughs> And and right. I and I washed my hands of it. it. It's oh it. See you know if I thought about things a little bit before just speaking verbal diarrhea, it would have occurred to me that my jumping off point was like a mid season thing because because of one one of the early casualties uh, of the pandemic. And let let's keep in mind winding the clocks back a little bit here. There's a handful of shows I don't have a tally of it, but there's still a handful of shows that never really got like proper season finales they they just like oh, they had to cut episodes because they had to rush through to get to the end yeah that yeah, also there's, there's a lot of that going on <laughs> so like there was a uh, um so what the blacklist did for their actual season finale is they animated it so they oh, so, so i <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i i don't um I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I thought the concept was um, intriguing, um, but yeah, I, I didn't watch it, and I haven't been. Um, yeah, no, I haven't been back since. Okay, and then Saturday, pretty much nothing. Um, it's it's Saturday Night Live, the the usual suspects on there. So uh, that's that's all I could find as far as the. Uh, 
the the schedule as of now. Of course, more will be added. I'm sure as things get back into production. And sure. I didn't even look at streaming stuff because that's all over the place right now. Yeah. I know the Orville was in production for a while for Hulu, had to be stopped for the uh, stopped for the holiday, and is not going to be be able to resume. I think until late January. Um, I don't even know what's coming out. I know I know Netflix dropped uh, season three of Cobra Kai earlier than expected. Yeah. Uh, Folks seem to be high on Mandalorian season two. I know I need to. (laughs) Did you watch that season one? I watched season one. I I was waiting for them all to come out on season two. I'll probably binge through that probably uh, tomorrow or something, either before or after uh, the football games that don't matter because it's the end of the season. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We, we are kind of in those, in those days. Uh, But the, the thing, and I, I've, uh, I've sold it this way and a couple other folks as well. The thing that, that is really appealing about Mandalorian is that the episodes are short. I mean, they're they're like, I mean, I don't think there's a single one that's over 45 minutes. So and and with only what, six episodes, eight episodes, um, it it makes for a pretty tidy binge. And that's the freedom that these shows have on these streaming services. They don't have to worry about commercial time or going by by the numbers formulas for things they could explore actual storytelling, which is good. That's why I'm glad like shows like Lucifer and all uh, a few of these others have jumped over to the streaming side of things. I can't wait to see what Seth comes up with for the Orville. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if this is getting too far ahead, but one of the shows that, that I discovered, um, during pandemic on CBS All Access is a cartoon show, um, Star Trek. Uh, the, the Star Trek Decks. The Lower Decks, yeah. The Lower Decks, yep. And it's basically like, so I, I remember like two, three years ago, we were talking about Orville being, you know, kind of like the best Star Trek around. Um, this, uh, it, it's weird how things influence things that go on to influence other things so more or less what what star trek lower decks is is kind of shades of orville in star trek proper um it's 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 fantastic so if um if you like orville and you want like um you, you want like legit trek instead of like third party trek um yeah it's it it it's it's damn good. And the the thing that I like about it very much like the same things that I like about Mandalorian is that it's um, there are references to be caught, but it's not reference salad to where it's just like, you know, nothing is bashed over your head. A lot of it is blink and you miss it. But it's rewarding okay. if you know the references. But if you don't know the references, you don't need them. Um, okay. So it's very, it's very approachable. Yeah, that's good though because I know uh, I don't want to say any spoilers for those that haven't watched it yet. I'm sure most have. Mm. Uh, but I, I did see people freaking out over the last episode of the of the season of Mandalorian. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, I haven't really looked into it outside of just seeing here and there oh this happened oh my god yeah okay i'll watch you later <laughs> yep 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 you'll you'll be so, rewarded uh, when you get to it so do we want to do we want to get into uh the stuff that we want to talk about with the rookie because there's there's some stuff oh sure i'm sure we want to talk about yeah. with this show because i remember 
uh, four years ago now when the show <laughs> that was that was our first so old. I think our no our second uh, TV episode that we did for uh, the Mike Savage Radio podcast yeah. and I remember how excited you were for the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the, and this, how much you resonated with it, and the, you hard sold me on it. I hard sold you on a million little things. We and we both liked what we saw from from each other's uh, recommendations. Oh man, I, I stayed Are, on the million little things train. I know you jumped off. No, no, I didn't jump off. Oh. I, I was just hate watching it. Um, oh, <laughs> can, can can we talk about that very briefly? Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's let's go into that, and then we'll go into rookie. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, because yeah, yeah, it seems like um, for us, for us in particular, those two shows will always kind of be a match set, kind of two of a kind. Um, that also came back for a uh, truncated, splashy season, and is yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it was like at the end of the last episode, it was something about like somebody looked at their phone. Oh no, it was on the news. It was on the TV news. And, you know, talking about uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, pandemic, and and things like that. But I I don't... So that was obviously tacked on, which is fine, because nothing else in the story had anything to do with it. So this was probably one of those mysterious November of 2019 type of things where it's still summertime outside for no apparent reason. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because it picked up right where the last uh, season ended with had to get hit by the truck. Like yeah. it, it, it was a fall for that. So it wouldn't make sense for the pandemic to just all of a sudden happen that same night. Correct. So I get, and I appreciate that actually, because they didn't insult our intelligence by going, Oh, here's what happened. Right. <laughs> oh, duh. I, it's, I, I'm a little rusty. Um, there's, there's a time jump because like, there I think, is, uh, yeah, it's like in, four in hospital, months yeah. later or some such like that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Because yeah, homeboy goes into like a coma or something like that, and yeah. But, but I want to say there's like another time. To, I I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. So it's um, I I'm very mixed on on the truncated season that was, and I mixed on it for the same reasons that I was considering jumping off. I guess I didn't uh, uh, explicitly say that I hadn't jumped off. I was just I was just strongly considering it because. I, I the the whole Eddie mystery thing was a huge dud for me. I'm just like, yeah, what are we doing? Adding, you know, murder mysteries into. I mean, it feels like season two of Friday Night Lights, where it's like, oh, well, let's just add a Scooby Doo, a uh, tragic accident subplot that nobody asked for. Oh, writer strike. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, right. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by that, but no, I, I just, I, I just, I didn't like it, and it wasn't until that that storyline resolved itself to where I'm like, all right, fine. All right, fine, fine. At least it was wrapped up somewhat quickly, and I don't know if that was by design or if that was because of COVID uh, pushing the pushing maybe another storyline coming in. But yeah, it it did seem to wrap up fairly quickly because they're only like four four episodes into the season before they went on their hiatus. Mm -hmm. So it could have went longer. I'm glad it didn't because it was dragging even in that short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I I was tired of it. I, I'm just like, okay, fine. I mean, the only thing that I I, I so I I've been I've been uh, hanging out with like uh, fan fiction writers recently. So it's like it's like I find I find myself 
kind of like doing my own headcanon fan fiction, uh, deconstructing these shows like some of the the uh, uh, cool content creators I've I've become friends with over like the last year or so, like uh, like Kit and Harper from right. More Than Meets the Pod. They can just you know they they watch these old thirty uh, year old episodes of the Transformers cartoon and they can just whip mm-hmm. off all of this like contemporary fan fiction fan theory stuff in ways that I had never really thought of before. It's like, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense those two characters would be together. Sure, why not? It it, it gets very shippy. (laughs) So, but, but, uh, (laughs) you know, stuff that, that, like, I'm I'm glad I was, concepts I was glad I was introduced to back uh, in 2015 in, like, the KGRG era, back when the kids were talking about shipping. I'm, so I'm glad I had that, that background at least. But, but anyway, like, (laughs) yes, exactly. Um, you, You know, you better believe it when i when i interview uh folks that are kind of of that generation and doing that type of content that is one of my interview questions i'm like so pauses for effect who's your otp <laughs> so and i bet that blows their mind it, it does <laughs> like, and and well, usually <laughs> yeah it's like much much uh consternation happens because it's like well, you just want one? Uh, well, I'm like, I'm like, it's in the name, dude. <laughs> but, uh, one true pairing. Yes, it's in the name. But I, uh, I, I, I digress. I so basically, like, what I was hoping is that, like, the driver of the red pickup was just basically Jason Voorhees come back to like finish what he started and goes on like this <laughs> this uh, murder spree where he takes out like half of the the town with his red truck just running over people and driving. <laughs> And, I, and, and Eddie in his wheelchair is the one that saves everybody. He's, he's try, well, he's like trying to run away as the truck yeah. is driving through the front of the house, and it's like, "Come on, wheels, we gotta go." And then, if I remember right, you didn't like his character. I, I think from the beginning. No, uh, the Eddie character. No, I, 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 I wish that dude would come back and finish that job because that dude needs to be dead. That dude's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember uh, when we talked about it. I believe at the mid-season point, we we were debating like why is Catherine even entertaining the idea of trying to get with this guy? Yeah, because of all the shit that he's done. He's an alcoholic. Yes, he was recovering from that, but <laughs> not no more. He's, he ain't. he's with his no, <laughs> no, especially after uh, that that finale episode. Spoiler alert: where he's starting to take the uh, the the. Probably not aspirin. Yeah, he's, <laughs> no, he's switching it out, man. He's like, mm, these are really good. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, mu- it's much like like the the old Advils where it kind of had like that almost like sweet candy coating on it. Yeah, um, I hope they don't make those anymore because I remember when I was young, I'm like, ooh, these Advils are delicious. Right, uh, but, uh, I don't think they do, but I remember those too. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. But anyway, yeah, no, but, he's. I mean, I I guess I like that he's there to um, influence the trajectory of the other characters. I guess. Yeah, like they see him as the mistake. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to beat you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm cool with that. Um, one one more piece on that, like Maggie is like an afterthought. It seems like she's over in London doing her yeah. own thing, doing her. And, and, but when she pulls out like her podcasting equipment, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even hers. If I remember right, that was the the roommate that bailed on the trip. They like they just straight up jacked his stuff. Oh yeah, straight up jacked that dude's stuff. But I'm like, I'm like, I I think 
I mean, I don't know if that microphone she's using is just secretly like a talk boy or something because there's no recorder, there's no cables, there's no what headphones. Is there, there is, there is, and 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 it's so funny. It, it is. Oh my God, Dave! I wish you hadn't brought that up because yeah, that 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 just drives me insane because it's like, you know how like um. It, it, podcast the term podcast has just kind of become like this whole uh pop culture shorthand nomenclature thing to where it's like yep. oh yeah and i sent him my podcast it's like well did you send him a link did you send him an mp3 what are you know where are you hosting your stuff what you know it's like i really how need did to you keep, send it yeah, I'll, exactly I'll make magic it's like it's like what what <laughs> It's like, what are you then, talking about? <laughs> and then didn't she send it to the wrong person, like one person down? From what, yes. Just, it's, like, how? <laughs> that's so, not how this works. <laughs> it's not how any of this works. Or maybe it is. I don't uh, know. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe maybe what I need to do, the way to grow my audience, and, and I know um, a lot of my friends that, that are listening are also podcasters, I think what we need to do is just start text messaging uh, our, our friends and family uh, our podcast. You know, yes. and, and not e- not even like a link to something that's hosted. It's like, nope, just send just send a fat lossless wave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the biggest and, file and, format possible. <laughs> and make sure that they can only open it on their Motorola Razor from uh two thousand. <laughs> oh, I got crocodile tears. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, I, I I just had to bring that up because yeah. I, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing that I that I saw. I was like, what is she even talking into? Yeah, so <laughs> good. Where is it being recorded? Well, and it's funny because like the way that I thought it started was they were they were just playing pretend, like they were they were just messing around with this gear, right? And then suddenly, like and an episode, yeah, 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 and, and it's like so. An episode later, she has a podcast. Okay. <laughs> and it sounds like she's actually like scripted stuff out randomly. Like she already has the format down. It's like, no, that's that's not realistic. That's not how it works. You know what though? I, I think for authenticity though, she needs to like pause and say, you know, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Yes. <laughs> Tell, have, the, have the guy with the English accent yeah. uh, break up the break up the voices. Oh, <laughs> it's like blimey! Uh, this this episode of Maggie's podcast is powered by Poddex. <laughs> yeah, is that the name yeah, of her podcast? No, Maggie's podcast. Maybe <laughs> so ill defined. Oh yeah, and use promo code MSRP10 at checkout poddex.com yes. to get ten percent off your first order. <laughs> Uh, Nobody's ordered uh, it. It's fine. It's no big deal. That, that tangent's gone. <laughs> I, I just had to go on that tangent because I just, that was I, with, with, with our crying. hobbies and lines of work. Like I had to bring that up. <laughs> I forgot all about it. I am crying. Uh, all right, Dave. Well, let's. I, I guess let's think about closing things out and and chat about the rookie, and then yeah. maybe if we got time, blitz through some of the the stuff that's been keeping us sane. Uh, during uh, during the pandemic here, maybe some highlights. But yeah, let's. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about the rookie. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I think, and we brought this up in the cold open, and we brought it up in past episodes. I know he's not a rookie anymore. Change the name. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> 
He's it's no longer an what, agent of Shield. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. he's, not. he's not an agent of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, the the way that they kind of softened Bradford last season, I think works for the character. I think they softened him too much, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially considering where it looks like they're going to be headed now. If you have a chance, go watch the uh, the extended look on YouTube. Just type in the rookie season four, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, and the extended look is about three and a half minutes long, and they talk with the writers, the stars of the show, and also a couple uh, leaders from uh, various, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, various uh, causes, various uh, Activists. places. Activists, thank you. Um, about the very real and very much, unfortunately, growing uh, social injustice that's mm-hmm. going on in the country. And especially with where they're set in, in Los Angeles, there's documented history. There's there's so yeah. much bad history in the LAPD that this show is the one that I think not only should, but has to yeah. approach the subject the way that they're. Um, it looks like they're going to be tackling on headstrong. They're bringing in a couple new characters. One of them... Yes, is a white male with a chip on his shoulder. We'll, we'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, in the the trailer that the the sneak pre- the preview that I've seen, um, he basically goes up. There's a black kid with his backpack. Looks like he's heading into the house, his home. Cop grabs him, takes back pack off forcefully, pulls his gun without any provocation, mm. pushes the kid down. Parents come out. He yells at the mom, get back, I, I will shoot you, has his finger on the trigger already. And Chen was with him, uh, Officer Chen. was yeah. his, uh, I'm guessing, partner at this point, because mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Bradford. It was a very intense situation, and unfortunately, it is a real situation in in these times. And I, I'm interested to see how, the, how they're going to approach everything and how everything is going to uh, come, come around, come full circle at the end of the season, because... The way some of the uh, leaders and the activists talk, they they don't sugarcoat things in this season. Yeah, I, I just happen to be, uh, I have the video on with no sound, and holy shit, I think that's Brandon Routh for, you know, the, of Superman Returns. Um, it looks like him. I, I'm not sure. It looked like him. I didn't want to name him because I couldn't. I didn't get a chance to research that far. But it looks like him. Yeah, but yeah. He uh, he he's an. It looks like a an over aggressive uh, police officer in this one. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so um, yeah, and I agree with you, Dave. I think that a show like this is primed to take on uh that subject matter in in a, in a way that that's very real um and, and i i mentioned and kind of compared and contrasted that with uh SWAT over over on CBS and yep. that that's kind of in a very uh similar uh position situation as well because i mean again they they have a very diverse cast uh um shamar moore the lead is obviously african-american and so i mean like they 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 don't shy away from it and they go there in episode one where 
where uh, multiple characters are shown participating in in protests and and Black Lives Matter related uh, things like there's, you know, there there's, uh, you know, murals of uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor right. and others. And so um and again, they, they uh, uh, not to repeat myself, but like they, they found a way to turn that around on the quick because they also kind of like incorporated that into existing stories that also had to do with uh, um, uh, with, with with those types of subjects. Because like in the in the season premiere, it's the uh, the double anniversary of the uh, Rodney King verdict and also of the Watts riots. So it's it's more or less the the theme of the episode and it was done very well because like they've introduced uh like Shamar Moore's uh father and also he has uh taken on a a ward of sorts a a uh a young man. So you have kind of like the this multi-generational uh story where it's like, you know, we didn't learn then. We didn't learn then. What's to say we're going to learn now? You know that kind of thing. I mean, it was it was it was it was incredibly powerful and again very well done. Um, and so yeah, I w- I would expect that the rookie goes even deeper into that because it it's even I mean because like SWAT is a police procedural. It's an action show. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, character development, plot, not necessarily the things that you get with the CBS meat and potatoes order, where whereas right. something like, you know, the rookie on ABC, you know, it, it's it's about exploring those character experiences. And with again, with a, a an intentionally diverse cast, you have, um, you know, you, you have uh African-Americans and other people of color in uh, prominent positions of command. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Fun of an African-American CI uh, or uh, uh, internal affairs person. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen, who is African-American woman, mm-hmm. looks smaller, has a lot of stereotypes against her. You have yes. uh, the Hispanic. I mean, this, this is a very diverse show, and... <clears throat> I know I was going to be taken, but I don't mean it this way. I don't know if it's actually representative of the LAPD as a whole uh, in reality. Ah, sure. I, I, I want to think it is, but from what we see in media, I don't know if it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because no, it, it, it does, and and that's that's one of the uncomfortable realities that that's in front of us is like the the uh, downside of representing minority cultures is that they are minority cultures. And the flip side of that is that unfortunately the majority culture is folks that look like us. Yeah. And, and, and there isn't anything we can do about that. No, Um, not nothing we can do, but there is things that the next generation, uh, I I, I don't want to sound like I'm pushing it off the next generation, but it is. Sure. They they need to take the time, rise up through ranks. They need to do things right. Everybody does, not just yeah. not just minorities, but us as the majority too. Like you said, it was like us. We need to realize, hey, yeah, this isn't working. We need to do this. We need to fix this. And that leads me to I think my. I, I, I'm sorry to bring controversy to your show, sure, but sure, sure. I kind of hope for the show's sake 
that it mirrors reality, that there's no fix. Everybody's happy at the end of the season, if that makes sense. Oh, that makes total sense. And I think that would be um, heartbreakingly poignant, which it's like if if that's where that ends up, I think that would be because like really that's, those are the kinds of stories that should be told is that there are no easy answers. That's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a television show, an episodic television show, and, um, you know, racism doesn't get solved at the end of a 60-minute television show or a several-episode story arc or season. Um, it doesn't yeah. work like that. And we all like it too, of no course. matter what. But it, that's not reality. It's sad that it's not. But I think it would be more of a statement if it ends in a realistic way, especially with the subject matter at hand in this. Yeah, I I'm inclined to agree. Um, now, the other thing that I can't wrap my head around is at what point does entertainment become so real? that it's no longer palatable. So, like, I mean, because, like, you know, as divided as the country is on a variety of things, um, you know, just look at how... um, Oh, let's use sports for an example, because um, okay. like I think I think that's one of the more polarizing spaces that that I think kind of gets into what I'm talking about here. You know, whether it's like kneeling for protests or yep. or uh, um, advertising Activision, Activision, <laughs> Activism. I mean, that's showing Activision. I mean, that that is a contentious point among the gaming community for a variety of reasons. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> so yeah, but, and- no, uh, the activism uh, commercials that you see. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know where I am on that. Yeah, obviously the message needs to be heard, but at the same time, sports are supposed to be an escape from this. Uh, I can see both sides. Yeah, obviously, I, I don't know where the the happy medium is and. I think I've seen where you're going with this. Where's the happy medium with the television show, like The Rookie? Right, because like if it starts drifting from entertainment into uh, preaching or or something that like some chud YouTuber could label as libtard SJW propaganda, you know right. th- that kind of thing, and it's like. Uh, you know how to thread that needle and obviously uh much like the the subject matter we were just discussing there 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 are no easy answers because like you know we just spent the better portion of a, of an hour talking about how programs like this uh have an opportunity to tell those stories in a realistic organic way in a way that like those conversations must be had and that it needs to be out in the open like i um i mean it's apples and oranges but but again i was kind of off put by how uh regular flavor ncis just kind of sidestepped um everything that's going on in the world how uh magnum pi has kind of just like sidestepped everything that's going uh, blue bloods you know whatever um and again, perhaps that's coming, but in the offerings that that CBS put out, 
you know, kind of like the the most poignant we got was you know a a, a zombie plague on NCIS New Orleans. Uh, aside from right. from what I saw um, on SWAT, and 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 I know there there are several other um, instances because uh, I mean we're just talking about stuff that we watched. Like, like I know, uh, like Grey's Anatomy, for example, is kind of you know taken on the the pandemic head on. But, but I, yeah. I I'm drifting further away from from the from the larger BLM topic. But I, um, so yeah, I I don't I don't know who's all addressing it and who isn't, and I don't know how much is too much. Um, I, I well, ha- the only show that we've mentioned that I've seen it on that I've watched is This Is Us. Uh, they kind of take on both the pandemic and uh, the social injustice uh, topics. Uh, like I said, with Randall being a black man or yeah. black kid raised by a white family, yeah. and he wasn't able to have that outlet as a black kid to find out, hey, what's going on? Why is this a thing? Um, and they and they reference that quite a bit in the first few episodes that were released, and so much so that he's pretty much isolated himself away from the, his brother and sister, um, and is keeping close to his own family um, as of the last episode. So that's going to be, I think, a whole other avenue for like a mixed family, for example. Like that that's a whole other um, angle that yeah. many don't think about. Yeah. And and again, unfortunately, I, I know I don't have uh, the answers because like I mm-hmm. – I, I, I I like you alluded to uh Dave with with uh with sports. It's like, you know, I I I want my entertainment to reflect my reality, but I don't want it to be so immersive that it's all encompassing and you know to to where that's the only thing because right. at the end of the day, unfortunately, it's well, no, not unfortunately, but end of the day, this is still entertainment. So there's still, even as you're telling poignant stories, still has to be entertaining. Now, if you can thread that needle, then, 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 then take my money figuratively. I mean, look at look at Brooklyn Nine Nine. They've done quite a bit of that, that being funny, entertaining, yet uh, spending time to accurately represent like a racial incident, uh, an LBGTQ uh, incident. Yeah. Like that, like they've had these opportunities to do it, and I think they've done well with them. But this is a whole other thing. Like, we, I referenced Brooklyn and I for a reason. Yep. We talked about this in the past with the rookie, uh, the stingers at the beginning, where it has a little bit of humor. Like, is that still going to be a thing? I don't see a way that it could be with this season of the rookie, the way it's going. Yeah. I mean, unless there's enough distance, like, you know, if like, you know, you get to like act two or something like that, then, then, you know, you can really kind of get into it. But yeah, I agree with you. It's like, you know, it, it's, it's not going to work if, uh, if you pull over, um, a, a suspected vehicle and you open the door, oh no, it's bees, bees. Right. And, and then get into hilarious, but then like to, to smash cut to somebody like kneeling down on somebody's neck. Nah, yeah. that you can't, you, you can't do those tonal shifts. And 
you know that it, uh, that that's almost like a level of intensity that doesn't belong in that show. So uh, maybe I, I know you just watched the video without the uh, sound, but there's a line in there that st- stood out at me. Mm. Um, and, and I know it's I, I've heard this from many of my friends who are um, in the minority category. Uh, uh, Nathan Fillion was just sitting, coming up to him in a t-shirt. Uh, we'd like to hear any concerns about uh, the neighborhood and uh, young uh, black kids, I would say late teens, early 20s. Yeah. You are. Just yeah. point of, pointedly, you are. Yeah. Yeah. And and for a great many people in the community, that's a that's a very real thing. Yep. And the way, just the almost look of shock on his face, like, I didn't do anything to you, but yeah. I don't think like he grasped it at that point. Well, like, yeah. He's trying I, to be I, helpful. And I hope they explore that kind of a story, too, like because there's a lot of cops out there. They want to do good. They are doing good, but they're drowned out by the ones that are doing bad. Well, and and they can't help that at the end of the day, the face mm-hmm. that looks back at them in the mirror is a white man. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's, and it's like, uh, I mean, so so even like for myself, I get I get really nervous about how much I can talk about larger issues because right. at the end of the day I'm still who I am so it's like I can I can talk about the need for representation but it's like I I don't know like uh earlier earlier this year like I I think kind of even maybe before the rona I was kind of having some uh existential dread and was wondering if um no, it was during the Rona. Actually, it was uh, during the summer. Actually, now that now that I think okay. about it, but but I was I was kind of facing a um, a, a crossroads whether I wanted to continue podcasting or not. And an aspect of that was at a time when there is an outcry and clamoring for diverse voices. Mine is not one of them. And I kind of, I kind of took that badly. Nobody told me that like to my face. I kind of, you right. know, extrapolated that from from uh, some feedback I got on on uh, some content I was doing. But um, it was it was one of those things. Like at the end of the day, I can't change that I'm a white man, <laughs> or or right. or even more specifically, a heterosexual white man over the age of forty. You know, right. it's like I, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to, you know, dwell on it too much, but, but in terms of like, uh, the need for representation, my voice is the least important, but yet I'm the one that is continuing to make content. Like my, um, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm, why I'm going on this tack all of a sudden, but like my, my, th- my, my response. To folks that say that we need more representation is that I pound my fist and stomp my foot and I'm like, yes, absolutely. And I am all for that and I will support that. So are you going to do it? No. And I'm like, I can't help you because I'm still going to do a show next week. (laughs) You know, it's like. And and that's where I kind of land on it too. Like, yes, representation needs to happen, but there needs to be work put in on their side too to have that happen like yeah it, representation for the sake of representation to me always feels cheap and a put the pr tactic and i know how it's going to sound it's not it's true though 
I mean, it it is. You you can't expect representation without having to put in the work at the same time. I mean, because like I I um I catch very little flack for very little that I do on the podcast, but the uh, some of the pointed feedback that I've gotten before is, well, you sure do have a lot of folks that look like you on your show, and it's like, well, I can't help who my friends are, you know. It's like, and and and, and God, Dave, I I don't. I, I, I didn't realize all this stuff was going to get dredged up as as we were talking right. about it, but but that it was I, I I was really very off put because it's like I, I my more angry version of that response is that you know I I'm not going to um, find folks that that match like a certain representative quota or something. That it's yeah. like, well, I mean, it's it's not my fault I know who I know. It's not my fault that I'm friends with who I'm friends with. And right. I and I don't know how tone deaf it is, because uh, in, in my mind it's incredibly so, but saying it's like, you know, yeah, I, I, I wish I had more diverse friends. Um, it would make life easier for me, and it would kind of light, uh, you know, bring more of that valued perspective that we're talking about, but that just isn't, isn't, you know, the reality because of like social circles and stuff. Um, so that, that's why I, I treasure the, the friendships that I do have with folks that mm-hmm. don't look like me. And I, I like to think that I, I do a pretty good job of trying to, uh, give spotlight and voice to those folks, but not so much to the point where I'm going to like surrender my platform to somebody else. It's like that. That's that's absurd. And uh, that actually leads into another layer. I was going to add on. You can reach out all day to everybody from diverse backgrounds. If who they want to hear being represented doesn't get back to you, how is that on you? Yeah, yeah. At the at the end of the day. And that's probably the best way I can explain what my earlier remarks about putting in the effort. You have you you have a voice, mm-hmm. uh, one way or another. Use it. Yeah. If somebody offers you a platform, take it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the best way I can put that. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, so we're running a little late um, on yeah. time. So. Uh, Anything in particular that you wanted to touch on very briefly? Because uh, I, I know we were going to do a whole chapter on uh, you know yeah, stuff that right. stuff that we're doing uh, to survive a pandemic. You know what? We'll just have to do another episode in a in a few weeks. How about that? You know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. We'll 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 do the pandemic survival guide. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Because like I, I, you know, I have a I have a couple things that I've discovered. Some of which I I've I've talked about already. But but yeah, I think because um, I I guess I. Guess I guess the the topic I'd really like to unpack in a in a future episode is the the kind of what one of the side effects of the pandemic and folks going back and binging old shows or re- discovering stuff that they missed the first time around it feels yep. like um nostalgia or or even more appropriately um uh longing for nostalgia I'd, I'd more or less like nostalgia has become like a warm blanket that we that that's comforting that we crawl under as we're trying to uh you know all trying to make our way through these 
these unprecedented times uh, to to use that old, old chestnut. Uh, throw throw uh, that throw that in the bin too with with pivot. Um, right. Not to expand too much, but I'm currently guilty of that going uh, going back through Psych on Amazon. Oh sure. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I'm guilty of that myself. Yeah, no, and and I think and it's just a familiar feeling. That's all. Yes. That's all it is. You're looking for a familiar laugh. You know, you like it. I, I get, I get the nostalgia factor. Yeah, and and so, and I wonder what that is doing to our psyches. Uh, or, I mean, I'm no psychologist or anything like that, right. but but I wonder what that reliance on nostalgia is doing to us because, like, at, at a certain point. I mean, because we've already we've already seen it a few times. Like, um, I I don't know if I watch movies anymore. Um, I I uh, well, no, I've I've seen a couple new movies. Like, you know, I, I watched a couple Netflix movies. Some were better than others. I saw. Um, uh, I, I guess the the last really great movie I saw, um, and this was during the summer, was uh, was Palm Springs on Hulu. You know, in fact, if I still I, haven't checked that out yet. Oh, you, oh, you got to. <laughs> oh, you got to. It's it's a, uh, um, you know, be, being uh, of the nine nine. Um, yes. It is. <laughs> it, it's kind of that gear of Sandberg. It's not. He's he he's um, uh, honed himself into quite the actor being being on the nine nine, and it's less the. It's well, no, it's, it, it's an Al Sandberg. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I was trying to say it's like, you know, it's it's less Lonely Island, more um, more nine nine. But that but that is a complete misnomer because it is a Lonely Island production. <laughs> but but it's great. And uh, J.K. Simmons steals the show. Um, nice. So like, he it, does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I were to do any kind of see, here's the thing. I don't think I have enough content to even make any kind of list because like you know we talked at the top about like the tv episodes that we would have done you know i probably would have done like a uh favorite movies of the year with killing spree and then probably um another episode of stuff we're looking forward to um well how many movies got pushed back or like in a uh instance of like wonder woman 84 and a lot of other movies going forward yeah it, get released straight to streaming now like right. does that change the spoiler alert factor as well? Because I know we talked about spoilers in the past. Like, is, have the time frames changed on that now that a lot of these are going straight to streaming? Like, there's a lot of things factored into this now. <laughs> well, yeah, and and very briefly on Wonder Woman 1984, I haven't watched it, and I don't know if I will given uh, given the the stink on it, but. Yeah, I've heard very little good about it. Yeah, yeah, very, very mixed, very, very mixed. Um, there, there's a handful of folks out there that like it, but, um, but that's that's got to be a conversation for uh for a different day. Um, yeah. Dave, this is uh man, I I'm really glad we we got together when we did this. Uh, this was a Same. conversation that was a long time in coming. Um and yep. yeah yeah hopefully it won't be as long uh next time we all just get bogged down and and trying trying to survive and thrive in uh in in the old uh covid quarantines here um but but again I I I thank you for your research and for taking the time to uh jump on and chat with me here and uh yeah the, this was a blast um, as always thank you for having me it's always it's always a lot of fun um Couple things uh, as I exit out of here. Is that all right? Yeah, buddy. Yep. Um, I'm not doing anything currently. I am uh, still in like 
limbo move-wise. I'm looking for a place, so nothing new for me. But I don't mind talking TV with people, so uh, follow me on Twitter, at SandersD84. Um, I love talking sports, movies, TV, whatever on there. And a quick shout-out, uh, Wrestling World and the world in general lost a very amazing person uh, Saturday, the 26th of December. Uh, John Huber, better known as Brody Lee, in AEW and various other promotions and Luke Harper in the WWE. Ah, it's Saturday. You know what that means. <sighs> Most of these, buddy. And on that note, that will wrap things up for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to listen to my past episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. And you could check out the full show archive out on SoundCloud. Five years and over 300 episodes worth of shows out there. And check out the After Hours live stream Monday nights around 8 p.m. Pacific time on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio is powered by Poddex. And special thanks to my good buddy Dave Sanders here for our production elements. And uh, and for Mike Cyber Radio, my name is Mike. My name is Dave. And until next time, wear a mask, wash your hands, and make good choices. And be good humans. You've been listening to the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Cyber Radio. Email us at MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.